Would you pray with me? Gracious God, as we look at this scripture this morning, Lord, I ask that you put me behind the cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And Lord, if I misspeak this morning, forgive me and let your message be heard. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. You can be seated. If you want to turn with me in your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, that's where we will be. Say we will. There we go. First Timothy two one to seven. So Hebrews chapter eleven verse six says, "And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists, and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him." So I've spent my whole working life in service to people. Uh, before I could legally work, uh, I, I mowed yards for a living. I installed air conditioners and water coolers. Who had a water cooler in here? Yeah. A few of us, yeah. I assembled bicycles and lawnmowers. And then I worked, went to work for Brahms when I turned 16. I don't talk about Brahms much because it's the inferior ice cream. <laughs> still pretty still pretty good ice cream though yeah yeah i still go to Brahms. worked there for about six months been in tom thumbs all over north north texas bluebell walmart for a short time cavenders for a short time and now church so so i've met and i know a lot of people i'm friends with a lot of people my kids used to say to me dad or donnie boy you sure know a lot of people. I've even run into people that I know in Cancun and Cozumel. My, family, my girls would say, is there anybody you don't know? And I said, I think there's a few. I, I love people, mostly. Each one is like a book, and each book is a new uh, story, and the story is fascinating. I have friends from all walks of life. I'm friends with cops and criminals. I'm friends with the 1% as well as the 99. God has given me a love for people. Now, do I agree with them all? Heck no, I don't agree with them all. But I don't have to be disagreeable, and I don't have to be disrespectful. I do like to please people. We talked to the kids about that this morning. I like to please people. God has created my heart for this. One of the college professors said, you will never be able to win anyone to the Lord or minister to anyone that does not like you. And there's, there, is a, there is a wisdom to that. But as much as I like to please people, I want to please God more. God has... Save me from an eternity in hell and from a life of meaninglessness. Ephesians 5.10 tells us, try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. God is replacing my, my hate with love. God gives me purpose. He gives me love and He gives me joy. And God gives me the ways that I can please Him. And so I'm going to share one of those ways with you today. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1-7. through 7. It says, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, 
intercessions and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all this was attested at the right time. For this I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. So the title of today's sermon, Pleasing God. So this is one of the few passages in the New Testament that stresses the universality of the gospel. It is literally for everyone. There is no one that's outside of the gospel. It is for everyone. And prayer is for everyone. Proverbs 15.8 says, The Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked, but the prayer of the upright pleases Him. It pleases Him. Prayer is for all and to be made for all people. God is the Savior who wishes all humanity to be saved. For all humanity to come back to God. God knows we're going to stray. God knows we're going to walk away. But God's desire is for us to return. Walter Locke said, God's will to save is as wide as his will to create. You see, your prayer pleases God. God longs to hear your words. It doesn't matter what you say, really. It doesn't matter so much what you say. Just that it comes from you. God's child. How pleasing to God to hear words of praise and gratitude. How pleasing to God to hear words of love and affection. George Wishart wrote, The end and intent of the Scriptures declare that God is benevolent and friendly minded to mankind. And that He hath declared that kindness in and through Jesus Christ, His only Son, to which kindness is received by faith. You see, God wants everyone. God wants all of us, and so should the church want everyone. Within the gospel, there are no class distinctions. King and commoner, rich and poor, aristocrat and peasant, master and man are all included in its limitless embrace. But the New Testament is clear that the church exists not only to edify the good, but to welcome and to save the sinner. Church exists not only to edify the good, but to welcome and to save the sinner. The gospel embraces both Christians and non-Christians. And friends, for the true Christian, there is no such thing as an enemy. Obviously, the devil, the deceiver, is the enemy. But humanity is not the enemy. And, and just to be clear, never, never, never. No one is outside of prayer. No one is outside the love of Christ. And no one is outside the purpose of God. 
Prayer begins with a sense of need, right? It begins with the conviction that we can't deal with life on our own, by ourselves. That sense of human weakness is a basis for our prayer, for our approach to God. And there are certain needs that God only can provide and satisfy. There's, there's a strength that God only can give, right? We search and we pray for strength. There is a forgiveness that God only can grant. We pray for forgiveness for ourselves, right? Forgiveness for others. There is a certainty that God only can impart. And it may well be that our weakness plagues us because we so often take our needs to the wrong place. We take them anywhere but God. Prayer tells us that the way to God stands open and that we have the right to bring our petitions to the Almighty. Prayer doesn't mean only asking God for things. It also means thanking God for things. For too many of us, prayer is an, it's an exercise in complaint. When it should be an exercise in thanksgiving. Epictetus said, What can I, who am a little old lame man, do except give God praise? We do have the right to bring our needs to God, but we have the responsibility to bring our thanksgiving to God first. This passage clearly instructs prayer for kings and for emperors. The Christian church has always regarded it as a duty to pray for those who are set in authority. Even if we don't agree with them. Even if we don't like them. We are called to pray for them and the church over time has never failed to pray for them it prays for freedom from war from rebellion and from anything which would disturb the peace of the realm that is good citizens prayer for their country and it's the good Christians prayer for the world the church prays for a life lived in godliness and reverence. Paul reminds us that there is one God and one mediator, and through Jesus Christ we have direct access to God. We don't need a go-between. Paul reminds us that Jesus was the one who gave his life a ransom for all to bring God's people back to God. Paul calls himself a herald, one who brings a proclamation that is not his own, but which comes from the king. I think we too are heralds. Paul claims himself a direct witness to the story of Christ and of what Christ has done for him. I believe that we are all direct witnesses. He calls himself a messenger who communicates the story to others so that it will be meaningful to them. I believe that we too are messengers. He calls himself a teacher, helping others to understand the truth, its meaning for them and for the world. I believe we too are teachers. You know, when, when people pray, they tend to pray for God to, to better their lives or to change their circumstances. Even non-religious people will turn to prayer in times of need or heartache or tragedy. 911 is one that comes to mind. Newsweek quoted sociologist 
Andrew Greeley is saying that 78% of all Americans pray at least once a week. 78%, that's a good amount. 57% reported praying at least once a day. At least once a day. And finally, Greeley found that nearly one in five Americans who consider themselves atheists or agnostics still pray daily. One in five that say they don't believe in God. See, prayer is this tool that allows us to unleash the power of God and it brings healing for the sick and the mending of relationships and a change in our circumstances. God doesn't always answer our prayers when we'd like them or how we'd like them, but God, God does answer prayers. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good. And we know in all things that God works for the good. That's all God wants for us is the good. God's, God has our best interest at heart. That's the character of God. Meaning that God only wants the good things. We, we, don't, we don't understand why God doesn't answer some of our prayers. But God has a bigger picture. God has the bird's eye view. God may not disagree with what we think is best. And if prayer only changes our circumstances and doesn't change us, it accomplishes very little. But friends, sincere prayer will change your life. 1 Timothy 2 says, first of all, right, we go back to the scripture, it says, first of all, and the reason it's telling us, first of all, is because our tendency is to pray after we've decided that we can handle it for ourselves. We will exhaust every means possible before we go to God with the problem. First Timothy is telling us that's where we should start. Paul is saying this is where you need to start. First Timothy tells us that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings please God. Half-heartedness does not please God. Lukewarm Christianity does not please God. Uncommitted Christians does not please God. But those who sincerely seek Him, those who believe in Him and believe that He will reward you, those who live by faith, please the Lord. May we have the attitude that Paul did. He said in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9, So we make it our goal... To please Him. Make it your goal, friends, to please God. Pray for family, friends, for strangers, for the enemies, our so-called enemies, and for yourself. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.